This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. They imposed a fine of 60 million euros, but perhaps more damaging. They also adopted an injunction, so Microsoft have to change its privacy practices within three months if it doesn't it has to pay an additional fine of 60,000 euros per day this is tom fox welcome to another episode of life with gdpr in this episode we take up the issue of cookies and the french data protection and privacy regulator cnil who recently brought an enforcement action against microsoft for violation of its cookie policies this points up a increasing important data privacy component to GDPR in addition to data protection. We're going to use the enforcement action to explore what it means for your business going forward. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor and then we'll be back with Life with GDPR. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Jonathan Armstrong for the award-winning Life with GDPR. Jonathan, welcome back. Thanks very much, Tom. Jonathan, you and I both enjoy cookies, although <laughs> in this podcast, we may enjoy, enjoy them in the non-traditional way. Thanks again for the shortbread. It was very well received uh, by Mrs. Compliance Evangelist, and I certainly enjoyed them as well. If you've never had English shortbread or Scottish shortbread, I suggest you go down and get some. But we've had more enforcement actions around cookies. And, uh, of course, Cordy has written about this in the client alert. But what was this latest enforcement action around, and what did we learn from it that we haven't seen in the myriad of other cookie enforcement actions? Yeah, thanks very much, Tom. And glad you like the shortbread. And, yeah, so we've had a long-running campaign against cookies. One of the key adjutants, if you like, has been Max Schrems and his pressure group, NOYB. And they've launched a lot of complaints that we've talked about before on this podcast. Sufficient volume that the European Data Protection Board, the sort of DPA coordination body, has had special meetings this week on the volume of cookies complaints and who's doing what with them. And this has led to another large fine at the end of December announced just this month from Kinil, the French data protection regulator. And this time the fine is from Microsoft and they got a fine of 60 million 
euros. It's just the latest in a long line of high cookies fines. And cookies have been on the agenda for many data protection authorities, in part because of this prolific Schrems NOYB campaign. And we've had cookie enforcement activity recently in Belgium, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Netherlands, Norway, and Spain, in addition to the French campaign, which has in some respects been the most assiduous and the best resourced. Canil said that it acted on complaints about the use of cookies on the Bing.com website, which was controlled by Microsoft Island Operations Limited, a Microsoft subsidiary based, as the name suggests, in Ireland. It carried out checks on the website in September 2020 and May 2021, and it said that cookies were placed on a user's device without consent, including to support advertising on the site, this online behavioral advertising, or OBA, that we discussed on the last podcast. The Bing cookie banner was not compliant, and we've done a lot of work in this area on cookies banners. I think I've only seen maybe 5% of cookies banners are compliant, and we've talked about that on previous podcasts. It must be as easy to reject cookies as it is to accept them. You can't nudge people. You have to look at color, typeface, etc., etc. And in this case, Canil did that level of investigation and said that Microsoft hadn't got it right. These are easy hits for regulators, easy prosecutions to bring, particularly because NOYB will draft the complaint for them. So this effectively was about cookie banners, but then they went into a more in-depth investigation as to how cookies were used. And Camille said that it required two clicks to refuse all cookies and only one to accept them. And as a result, that was unlawful. So they imposed a fine of 60 million euros, but perhaps more damaging, they also adopted an injunction. So Microsoft have to change its privacy practices within three months. If it doesn't, it has to pay an additional fine of 60,000 euros per day. And obviously, this has an impact on Microsoft's business model because good advertisers will be reluctant to, to pay for adverts if the adverts are being run on an unlawful basis or contrary to an injunction from the French authorities. So according to Canil, Microsoft made changes to its cookie practices in March 2022, but Canil says there's still more to be done. And one of the other significant bits of the case here is the failure of what's called the one-stop shop procedure. So in the last podcast, we talked about the issues that European debt protection authorities have with Ireland and its perceived bottleneck and its perceived leniency. And here again, Canil said that they could bypass one-stop shop and that they could take action directly against Microsoft Ireland, even though Ireland would conventionally be its lead DPA under GDPR. This isn't the first time Canil have done this. They've done the same against Google and Amazon previously, but it also potentially opens the door for other DPOs, DPAs across the EU to take parallel action. And in part, this is because the cookie regime 
is only partly in the GDPR regime. So there's another set of laws that deals with cookies, which is currently being updated across the EU, but effectively was the foundation of Canil's investigations here. So, as I said, there'll be more activity in this area. As I said, the EDPB task force met this week. They're sharing views on legal analysis, infringements, mutual support to DPAs, etc., etc. So this is a key area of activity. And in addition, advertising and tracking technology generally is a key area of activity as well. We're likely to have investigations into pixel tagging, so clear GIFs, other forms of technology that track users across websites. And at the same time, Canel's also been looking at tracking technology in mobile apps. It's launched a consultation which closes next month. And it's also taken action against Apple over tracking technology used in iOS 14. And on 4th of January this year, it announced a fine for Apple of 8 million euros after a complaint from another pressure group, French to Sagittale. And again here, a Canil bypassed one-stop shop. So if you've got any cookies on your website, or your cookie banner isn't compliant, or you use apps, then I think you need to review what you're doing in terms of tracking technology. And maybe one last thing to say, the common justification we get from clients is to say, I'm not really tracking people because all I know is their device ID or all I know is their IP address. You've got to get back to basics on GDPR. As we said probably in our very first podcast, personal data under GDPR is identified and identifiable to an individual. So just because you don't know who the individual behind it is, if you're advertising through Apple and Apple do, then that's likely to be personal data. Because you've only got one piece of the jigsaw, it doesn't mean to say it isn't personal data. If the jigsaw as a whole gives the true picture, then that's still personal data. So you've always got to be really careful with tracking technology. Just because you only can tie it to an IP address or a device, if somebody else could connect the dots, let's say an ad broker, somebody else in the ad infrastructure, the operating system provider, the device network carrier, law enforcement, if anyone else could stitch that back together, then that's likely to be personal data. Going to have to take it seriously. And one other thing to look at is the huge retention periods that we're seeing for cookies. If I trawl over clients' websites, sometimes I can see that cookies are saving data forever or for 999 years, or for 10 years. That's never, ever, underlined ever, going to be justified. So any cookie that's retaining data for more than uh, a day, two days, you're going to have to have good justification for that. And keeping data for 10 times longer than the average human lifespan is never going to be useful data it's never going to be justified and always going to get you into trouble with regulators when they find out about it. And it is when, not if. Jonathan, 
kind of moving away from the substance of this decision or enforcement action, coupled with our prior podcast around the DPC fines in Ireland around the company formerly known as Facebook, I'm seeing a really difficult regulatory landscape for businesses to navigate. And that with the potential of various DPAs bringing enforcement action, and maybe even the rules being different for each one, I'm becoming uneasy for the data protection officer, particularly the United States or American data protection officer, who has tried to do the right thing, or at least reading to try to do the right thing, uh, is my unease misplaced, or would you say that there is a veritable miasma of potential regulatory bodies who can bring these types of actions? Yeah, no, you're right. I think there are two big things to remember for 2023. Firstly, read the room, particularly if you're based in the US. What we had, I think, is we had a lot of hype about GDPR, a lot of GDPR-related stories appearing in the mainstream press, both in Europe and in the US. And that got the attention of senior executives and board directors. And when there were no big fines, or only a few big fines, Canil being the exception, but when the enforcement action didn't get out of the blocks in the first three months, the mainstream press pulled out of the story. Executives relaxed and thought, that was hype, phew, that thing didn't happen. And, and budgets were cut and GDPR projects halted, etc., etc. And 2.6 billion euros later, we're finding out that fines are a key element of GDPR. But for a lot of people that we come across, it's harder for the privacy officers, for the compliance officers, to persuade senior management and the board to allocate appropriate resources because they think it was hyped up last time and it didn't happen. So there's an education piece around telling senior leadership that these cases are happening. The fines are up in most jurisdictions, but also, like we've talked about in both of the last two podcasts, the business-changing obligations that come with the fine. Most fines aren't just fines anymore. They're fines plus, you shall pay me 60 million euros and you'll fix all the bad things you've been, you've been doing within three months. And if you don't, I'm knocking on the door again. And obviously for many organizations, to change business model in three months is, is truly challenging. Then the second thing that's happening is, as you say, these geographical differences. It was never deliverable, the promise that the European Commission made that the, the GDPR will be the same across Europe and consistently enforced. That was never, ever going to be delivered. Almost US corporations particularly have tried to cash that check and they've found that it bounced, that it's not been honoured because a central European agency can't guarantee that independent data protection authorities in different parts of Europe will think and act the same. Different DPAs have different levels of resources and different campaigns. 
Francis said, for example. Advertising, cookies. There's, that's where we're going to invest energy, investigators, time and resources. So France is likely to lead the pack on these issues in 2023 as a result. As I say, it's doing a consultation on apps. It's likely to lead the pack on that as well. So the challenge for US corporations is to understand those geographical differences, those different agendas of different regulators across Europe, and try and match your compliance to what is on their hit list for 2023. And again, coupled with number one, make sure that you can get resources from senior management to run that program. Jonathan, in a, another podcast I did in Q4 of 2022, my guest said that he believed that data privacy would become the board issue for 2023, not even exceeding data protection, and that data privacy will need to have the highest levels of oversight at the board, not simply resources to the data privacy officer, or CISO, whatever it may be. Any thoughts on whether data privacy should be have board oversight, one. Two, are you counseling any companies around that particular topic at the board level? And three, is it something that really, in your opinion, could be that serious that it warrants board oversight? I think whenever you have a data breach, then commonly the board are getting involved. And obviously, we often go along in a hurry to... Uh, urgently convened board meeting, whether that be virtual or face-to-face, -face, and nearly always you get somebody on the board, typically a non-executive director says, why weren't we told of these risks previously? And we are going to engage more going forward. I think a lot of public company boards are looking for people with data privacy expertise to join the board, those people are few and far between. And I think if you couple data privacy, data protection, and data security together, then all of the evidence says that this is the biggest risk for organizations. So there's just been an, a survey by Allianz, for example, the insurers. They've just done their what they call their risk barometer, I think it's called. And it's, yeah, it's called the Allianz Risk Barometer. It's 12th edition, the 2023 edition. Number one global risk is this whole cybersecurity data protection piece. That's higher than business interruption, higher than supply chain issues, higher than the war in Ukraine higher than the energy crisis, higher than climate change, higher than the skills shortage. So you're absolutely right that this is top of the agenda for every thinking corporation and their board in, in 2023. Jonathan, I think with the ubiquitousness of cookies and the companies trying to use that data coupled with really not paying attention to the vagaries of you around this issue. It's, I think you're absolutely right that it's going to become more important for companies going forward into 2023. 
Unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. We're going to link to the quarterly compliance client alert on this topic for more information. And of course, if you need to speak with Jonathan, the information will be available on the show notes. So Jonathan, I look forward to seeing what next time brings us. Thanks very much, Tom. This is Tom Fox. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Life with GDPR. In 2023, if you've ever considered starting your own podcast or would like some advice on the production or posting of your podcast, I hope you will consider utilizing the Compliance Podcast Network, the only podcast network dedicated to compliance. If you'd like more information on the Compliance Podcast Network, you can contact me via email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Thanks so much for listening. This episode of Life with GDPR has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.